Welcome to LilyPod episode 25, The Truth About Positive People. Jeff and Kathy Teichert bringing you another episode of LilyPod, which is a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. I'm sure we've all noticed that there's some people who just seem to be happier than others. And I know for a long time, and especially in my 20s, I always assumed it was because life was going well for them. They seemed to talk as if life is going well for them. And I, it seemed on the surface, and maybe even in reality, that life is going well for them. Um, but I think there's a reason for that, because the law of attraction states that what we put our focus on, we get more of. So the truth is, Positive people may have things going well for them, but it's not for the reasons that we think sometimes. I think sometimes we think that it's because of the things that are going well, but I think it's in reverse. They are focused on the things that are going well, so more of those things show up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's tempting when we don't feel good about our own lives to think that anyone who's happy has had it all handed to them, and that's not necessarily true and not helpful certainly right and as i've i've gained age and wisdom and knowledge of things and experience i've witnessed a lot of people who are very happy that have had extreme trials and hardship but it's how they chose to deal with them that brought them to that happy countenance i went through a, a particularly difficult period after my uh, divorce from my kid's mom and uh, some of you know uh, about that situation, but I remember uh, having a career opportunity in Texas, and you know it wasn't anyone's dream job, probably, but uh, or dream career. But I took it. I was making consistent income and reasonably good income. Uh, my son was with me, and you know I was just really grateful <clears throat> for everything that I had been given. Uh, I had a, a new car that was fun to drive and reliable. Uh, I had consistent income, and I had the opportunity to focus on some other things besides just how poor I had been. And so I think sometimes it's a matter of having some perspective, too, and, and being grateful does tend to attract more of what you're grateful for. Yes, and we can wax and wane in this effort to be uh, to make an intentional effort to be happy. Um, sometimes uh, it might be more difficult. At, and though it is at those times that when we continue choosing to look at the bright side and to make the most of a situation that we really grow in our ability to create happiness. I mean, if you're a woman that's facing postpartum depression, of course, I think it's a great idea to to focus on being grateful for your new baby and so on. But that doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, um, be able to correct hormonal imbalances and things 
only with your thoughts, but focusing on, on thinking about the positive things in our lives does tend to produce more happiness. Right. So the truth is, the truth about positive people, as in, in our title, is that it's not by accident. It takes intentional effort. And I just want to refer people back to our episode 11, our FCBO model, um, because we believe that thought work can help with this. And um, I wanted to bring up another episode that we had recently, episode 24 with Jennifer Finlayson Fife, uh, which emphasized the importance of self-awareness and becoming a good marriage partner. Uh, and in episode 14, uh, when we did our review on the first ever church-wide mid-singles devotional, I became aware the next day about the shame I'd been feeling um, and carrying around every time I mentioned that I have, have been previously divorced. I didn't even know that it was happening, and I'm a fairly self-aware person. Um, but I, I believe that happy people are self-aware enough to recognize and take active measures to release shame. And in this moment, and the reason why is because we noticed in the devotional um, that the church did, which was wonderful, that there was an omission of why each interviewed mid-single was single. And um, we want to encourage people to own the reason they're single because it's just a fact of life. It doesn't define us. It doesn't determine our worth. And I think in giving that counsel in that, uh, in episode 14, I just, I didn't even realize that I'd been carrying a little bit of that shame around myself. I don't think I'm ever shy about saying that I'm divorced or that I have, I'm remarried or have a blended family, but it's just, it's something that I think each mid single has to deal with the truth of their situation. And, um, I think it can help us be more happy when we choose to see it as a fact and not let it determine our worth or how we feel about ourselves. Right. And that's really hard in, in our uh, religious culture, because we do value marriage so highly and we consider it so sacred that, you know, there's almost no reason people can think of to break up a marriage. And uh, the truth is life is messier than that. And I, I'm not suggesting that we should ever be cavalier about divorce. It's a very serious thing, but I also understand that, uh, it happens. It's happened to many of us. It's happened to Kathy and I. And so it's important to, uh, to take into account that that is a circumstance in our life and it doesn't have to define our life. It doesn't have to make us miserable. Uh, it, it is something we can learn and grow from and, and look forward with more optimism. Right. And, you know, I, I think that people respond to us however we are. And so as I become more free and confident about that fact in my own life, people show up and, and accept what is as I accept what is. Right. There's a, a great book by Martin Seligman entitled Learned Optimism. It's a book I read several years ago. And as I recall, it suggests that optimism is actually a skill that you can learn. Uh, optimistic people, for example, consider themselves lucky and believe things are going to sort of work out for them. And pessimistic people think the opposite way that, oh, this is just one of those things that happens to me, you know, whenever something goes wrong. 
and and I have had a tendency at times to to do that. But uh, you know, I and I'm that way a lot with technology. You, you, a lot of you can probably relate. I just think my technology is going to break down, and when it does, that it's going to take forever to fix it. And when he gets that way, we use our FCMO model and we talk <laughs> through it and decide that maybe there's other thoughts that might be more serving. <laughs> right. So, so, but optimistic people tend to think things are going to work out for them, that little bumps in the road that happen, you know, when bad things happen in their lives, they tend to look at it as an aberration or as a, an exception to the general rule that, oh, if something bad happened, well... You know, I guess that happens a little bit, but normally things are going to work out for me. So. Yeah, that is temporary. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think of a, a friend I had in high school who has just always sort of been that way. He's always thought things were going to work out for him. He's a chip engineer with Intel, and he's always been kind of a happy, optimistic guy. And so as a result, he has a great marriage to a wonderful person. He has great relationships with his kids. Uh, he's very successful in his career and you would think, well, maybe life was handed to him. I think life tends to be handed to optimistic people. People like to be around them. People like to associate with them. Mm. And as a result, he attracted an optimistic person into his life to, to marry. He was well liked by coworkers and people in his career and he's smart. So, um, you know, that helped too, but he, you know, I think it's, it's a, it would be a mistake to look at his life and say, well, he, he just got lucky. Everything was handed to him. I think by being an optimistic person, those things came more easily. Right. It's like the reverse of what we're tempted to think about the situation. It, the Those things came because of the optimism, not the other way around. Right. I, and I firmly believe that in his case. And one of the reasons I wanted to be his friend way back in the day, and, you know, we've been good friends for almost 40 years, so long time. You know, whatever way we choose to think, our mind will look for evidence that those thoughts are true. And so when we're intentional and we choose affirming thoughts that are supportive uh, can not only lead to a different way of seeing things, but it can potentially create our circumstances accordingly. Right. I think that... Um... Sometimes, I mean, and I've, I've thought about particular examples, but sometimes I have, in a dating relationship, um, jumped to conclusions about the meaning of my partner's uh, actions or comments and instantly gotten hurt and, and reacted then in a way which <laughs> prompted a negative reaction from the other person. And so it becomes kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy and, and it's evidence that creates itself because you think something negative is going to happen. And so you respond or act negatively and then the negative thing does happen, but it might not have if you had behaved differently. Right. And when you thought that and then it spiraled in your mind, all those, you, you found tons of evidence to, oh, yeah. to convince yourself yeah, I knew it, it all was along, true. you know. Yeah. And, and funny thing is, I mean, I, I'm thinking of an example with Kathy and I won't go into it on this podcast, but she's, she can think of the one, you know, she knows the one I'm thinking of where I was looking for a way to break up with her because of something that had happened that was completely innocuous, completely normal, not anything negative, but I. 
And he was I most am. definitely misunderstanding the context and situation that we were in. <laughs> and thankfully, I came to my senses before I actually took action on those thoughts. And, and I then you did share with me what I you did. were thinking. You were vulnerable. And then I responded. Positively, because uh, the, the conversation was not a negative, accusatory, blaming kind of conversation. It was real. It was just real, raw, and authentic. Yeah. Right. And I think, uh, I, I think that's an example of where, you know, I could have created the negative evidence and maybe we wouldn't even be together now if I had done that. But that's where I, a place I think we've got to be really careful not to let our fears um, define us and, and, and instead cultivate optimistic thoughts. Right. Or to even believe all the thoughts that come into our heads. And even if they're spiraling, even if they're looking for evidence, we can question them. Yeah, don't don't make decisions or immediately jump to conclusions or react when you're in that space where your mind is spinning a little bit. Go for a walk, calm yourself down, figure out how to get to to a homeostasis in your body. And then, you know, consider things more rationally. Right. You know, we've we've mentioned the law of attraction and it, it would indicate the positive people attract more positive experiences, like we mentioned. Um which then solidifies the positive outlook in a positive spiral. Um, and that's why we can look at positive people in their life circumstance and assume it's because they got lucky, but really it's because they chose to feel lucky and then attract a lucky life. Right. Um, and, you know, this is a statement that you often say. Right. right. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I think I actually heard that from Michael Jordan uh, probably the greatest basketball player that ever lived. And uh, optimistic people are willing to take more shots because uh, they believe things are going to work out. They believe the shots are going to drop for them. And uh, so I, I think that, that it's really important to cultivate that optimistic mindset because, you know, I ask a beautiful woman out for a date and I'm kind of excited about it and she says no well, if I'm optimistic and I think generally things work out for me, I'll, I'll try with someone else that uh, I'm interested in. Right. So it allows us to take more meaningful risks in our life that lead to good things. Right. Um, it's also true that there's uh, opposition in all things and that tasting the bitter part of life can help us appreciate the sweetness of our blessings if we choose to see it that way. Um, I'll never take again, for granted having, oh, yeah, someone special as a companion in my life and beyond. That's something Jeff and I value a lot now because we know what it's like to lose it. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, in your first marriage, you felt like just having a marriage was normal, and I did too. Um, but if it's normal, it's not special. So both of us having lost a marriage, it, it makes us more appreciative of the one we have now. Right. And it can be just the simple things like, you know, going to bed together and um, a little conversation and drifting off to sleep with that sort of warm intimacy of the person I love beside me. You know, that's something that occurs every day in millions of households around the world. But to me, uh, having lived for almost a decade without that, it's uh, it's very sweet and comforting to feel that again now, and and I think you can only enjoy something to the 
extent that you're grateful for it to the, you, you appreciate it and, and you enjoy it more. And so uh, I think it's important to be that way about everything we have. That's, that's special. If you're dating someone special, you know, don't take that for granted. Think of it as a great blessing. And you know, that car that takes you to work every day and takes you on recreation, you know, little prayer of thanks when you get behind the wheel and say, Oh, I'm so grateful that I have this. You know, I, I cannot think of a single really positive person that I know personally in my life that doesn't have a, a pretty big sense of gratitude. Right. So that is a big secret for um, the truth about positive people is being grateful. Right. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes we don't, um, I, I, you know, and I, I don't know why I'm thinking about cars right now, but I remember having a minivan that my kids mostly grew up riding around in. And um, when it finally was done serving us, um, we took it to a wrecking yard. And I remember seeing the forklift or whatever it was that lifted our car up just sort of pierce through the windshield and pick our car up and saw it start to get mangled. And I remember really feeling hurt by that. <laughs> I <laughs> like, bet. Wow, this was a part of our family. What are you doing? You know? That's how I'd feel about my own car right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it's funny. I don't, I don't know that I consciously understood how grateful I was for that minivan until I saw that happen. And I thought, yeah, I mean, I understood that rationally it was a piece of machinery and it's time had come, but still, you know, I mean, I had, we had had a lot of good memories in that car. So. Right. All of a sudden it was worth so much. Right. Yeah. You know, it's also true. Um, another truth about positive people is that they're not positive all the time because no one is. Uh, it's more of an overall attitude about life that is developed over time with intention and effort, along with a willingness to be open to love, truth, opportunity, new experiences, self-awareness, and shifting our stories and ultimately our energy and emotions to improve behaviors and outcomes, which is part of our FCBO model. Um, so in other words, there's no positive person that's positive all the time. It it, it takes a continued effort. And that's why I think sometimes we can backslide. We can be positive for several years and then just kind of lose that if we don't keep, keep up with it on, right. on purpose. Yeah. I mean, intention is a big part of what we preach on this podcast and in our 11 later years group. And in fact, our book that's coming out soon is called intentional courtship and, and intention has a great deal of power to direct our, uh, thoughts and actions. And I, there's an analogy I was bringing up with Kathy this morning uh, that I'd like to throw in there. Um, when we drive our cars, uh, you know, we make a right turn or a left turn and the car responds immediately. But with a boat, uh, you can turn and see nothing happen. And then all of a sudden, in a minute, it'll start to drift in the direction you've turned it. And I think life is probably more like driving a boat than driving a car. Uh, the results aren't always precise. Uh, and sometimes they take a while for the internal changes we've made 
to show up in the outer world. Uh, I think that's just sort of the nature of the experience we have on this earth. But our thoughts about the facts in our life, about the circumstances and situations, determine how we feel about them almost immediately. Uh, very quickly after we start to reframe uh, our thoughts in a more positive way, we will start to feel more positive. Does that mean the next day we're going to be offered a job that pays $300,000 a year or something like that? No, not necessarily. Uh, usually not. But as we behave in, in more positive ways, consistent with the feelings we're having and the energy we have, which in turn is based on the thoughts that we have, our life will begin to drift in a more positive direction. And like I said, sometimes that takes a while to show up in the outer world. But the one thing I'm sure of is that as, as we shift our thoughts to more positive, grateful, optimistic ones, we will see our life drift in that direction. Right. You know, I think we often think that feelings, uh, will change based on the circumstance. Right. But our feelings are actually fueled by our, our thoughts about the circumstance. Uh, our, our, the stories we create about the facts of our life will determine how we feel about them. Right. And, uh, you know, I like what you said this morning about uh, that life isn't so much like driving a car, but steering a boat. Right. That that boat, uh, it takes longer maybe to turn direction than a car, which is like very quick. Right. Um, it's less precise. Right. Well, and it might take longer than we, we hope. Uh, and so if you start this process of intentionally becoming a more happy person and it doesn't shift things as fast as you'd like, keep stick with it because right. it will work. I, I really believe that. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and I've seen it in my own life. I, I came back to Utah five and a half years ago uh, and started a law firm just out of sheer need. I needed to get some income flowing and I thought I can either look for a job or I can uh, start my own business. And I knew that for me, um, doing something each day besides just begging somebody for a job was going to be better for me, creating a website, creating, you know, just doing all the things necessary to put together a business, a marketing strategy and things. I could be busy doing those things and feel like I was moving forward. And of course, starting a business takes a lot of optimism. But I came, you know, I came to Utah five years ago without a job, without a business, because I'd been laid off from my corporate job. And five years later, I'm in a much better place. You know, I mean, a uh, um, job that makes six figures starts tomorrow. Uh, and that's, and I made six figures in my business last year. So it's, you know, it, it took a few years to for things to change that much in my outer world. But um, when did it start to change? Well, when I decided to be hopeful. Right. Um, and you know, I have Kathy in my life now. And five years ago, I didn't five years ago, I was coming off a second divorce. And 
to believe it or not, the way we met was on Facebook through positive comments. Exactly. That's the whole reason we attracted each other was making constructive, positive comments on a singles group. Right. And it was, you see a lot of negativity and bitterness and people arguing with each other about various things or even affirming each other in very negative ideas. Um, and, and that's something I almost don't relate to anymore. I mean, I, right. I can, I could go there, but I don't like to, and I don't want to, so I just don't. Right. Um, and you know, I actually, one thing I learned about, uh, energy is that our energy responds to what the words we use. And so a long time ago, maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago, I started reframing everything I thought and said into the positive. So instead of saying, um, I'm, I am overweight and I don't, and I'm frustrated, I would say, I love my body and enjoy taking care of it. Right. You know, I mean, it, it could be meaning a similar thing, but one is so much more empowering. That's for sure. Um, and you know, the other thing that I, I did about five or six years ago is I started making every day, like the priority of every day is to, to be and stay in a place of feeling good. Um, and I, I really believe that we make a big difference in the world just by showing up in that energy. Right. And uh, it, I don't always honor it. I mean, sometimes I get lost in my tasks or maybe frustrated about a, a circumstance and I lose that place of feeling good. And sometimes I don't get back to it as quick as I'd like, but it is a priority and I do keep coming back to it because I do believe that's my, my number one job every day. Because really, that way, everything I do, I bring to it that energy that elevates those around me. I think there's a, a good point to be made there in what Kathy just said, uh, in addition to what she just said as well, that we all are going to have moments where we backslide, where we feel negative, where we're expressing feelings that we lack confidence or lack... Um, you know, or where we, we talk a little bit like a victim, maybe we snap at one of our kids, whatever. And, you know, it's okay. Move on and forgive yourself when, when you do that. Absolutely. Because awareness combined with grace is how we progress and how we, right. how we remain in the mostly happy state that we want to be in. Right. Getting, getting bogged down with, oh, I've blown it again. You know, well, that just perpetuates the negative thoughts. But yeah, move on. Um, forgive yourself. Uh, let it go and, and say, okay, I'm back to being positive now. Uh, and, and make that intentional shift. Yeah, agreed. Awesome podcast. I love that we, we talked about this, the truth about positive people. Yes. I want you to remember any time is the right time for more love in your life. Thank you so much for listening to Love in Later Years, and we'll catch you next time.
Subscribe to LilyPod to get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, share with those you love. For more information about our organization and services, visit loveinlateryears.com.